Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees or Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Much love to the who that's out there in who that land. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all joining me for this episode of the Coma. Much love. Had to take a few days off, recharge the batteries. Appreciate you guys for uh, being here on this day. So much love to the fam as we get involved with this one. It's, it's a Derek Carr update and more Saints news and notes uh, covering it. So let's get right on into it. First, let's feel free. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and by all means, feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed. It helps out the stream big time. So I appreciate you guys for being in this thing as we get ready to drop some news and notes so on our black and gold. So uh, Derek Carr rumors, we got a few of those. We're going to go over several articles. Also, we're going to look at the numbers on where the Saints are according to Sport Track and over the cap in terms of where they are in terms of the money as they are working through the contracts to whittle down as much money as they possibly can to get in prime position to lure in Derek Carr. Of course, he is the guy that they have their sights zeroed in on. And of course, everything else 
they're not looking at they're focused on Carr because they really do believe they can end up getting Derek Carr. And if they can, uh, we'll see momentarily uh, as things are starting to heat up in the market. Let's get into this latest report here by Bleacher Report is the rumors of former Raiders QB to meet with a handful of teams at the NFL Combine as things start to ratchet up. And this is the report right here. Let me turn it on so you can hear from the man itself, Ian Rappaport, on what's going on. With Derek Carr, here we yeah, go. One of the biggest stories here in Combine Week is not just about the prospects, but about the veteran quarterback, specifically Derek Carr, the former Las Vegas Raiders starting quarterback. Met with a couple teams over the last couple weeks. I am told while we are at Indy here and every team is in Indy, Derek Carr also headed to Indy. Sources say he is expected to meet with a handful of teams here in Indianapolis as he re-kickstarts his free agent process. I would expect him to sign somewhere. I know there are several interested teams before free agency begins, kind of giving him a leg up on everyone else. He's already met with the Saints, already met with the Jets. I know there's some real interest there. So that is expected to continue here in Indy. Now, there's also been some discussion about his price tag. Here's what I'm told. This is about fit. I know price will come up. Derek Carr has not had any substantial discussions about price or value with any of these teams. It has been all about fit. That is the most important thing. And we will see, perhaps shortly, where he lands. Meanwhile, in other quarterback news today, Carson Wentz has been released by the commanders. Really, no surprise they move Move on on from him. Actually, All right, let's stop it right there because we don't really care about Carson Wentz. But outside of that, this is the thing that we we met with with Carter. It's not a bad idea for him to go and talk to people at the NFL Combine. Uh, People that's interested in quarterbacks, could the Indianapolis Colts be involved and several other teams could be Tampa Bay. The majority of the teams are at the Combine uh, looking at talent. So, you know, everybody's there. So it's a good idea for him to get involved there. And it gives us a deadline between where – uh, he believes that this will happen. So uh, you, you're looking at it. Derek Carr has also met with several teams in Indianapolis or is to meet with them. Uh, he was released by the Raiders back on February 14 after nine seasons with the team. And he expects cards to sign somewhere before the NFL free agency, which is March the 15th. That's the date in order to get a leg up on things. So March the 15th, which places us around about two weeks uh, to the time frame. So within two weeks, we could see a completion to the car saga. And if not, the Saints will, you know, perhaps start looking at other teams or looking at other coach uh, quarterbacks rather that might fit where they're going. Now, of course, there were rumors about Baker Mayfield here. Could there be some looking at a guy like Carson Wentz? I hope not. But then again, I mean, I think Carson Wentz, a lot of his problem is mental. Uh, in this game and uh but uh hopefully not so both jet saints have shown some interest in it car has already made over 135 million in his career and will look to sign uh can sign where he could be the most competitively quickly so is that the case the jets had a losing record last year so did the new orleans saints uh dennis allen drafted this kid and of course they feel like that he makes he makes a perfect fit for them in New Orleans, now, uh, you know, a lot of people are not really enthused about the deal, although I think Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback, multiple Pro Bowl quarterback, has a big arm, can throw downfield, can still offer you a lot of things there, and not too much shaking on the QB market, on the QB front. When we start talking about other quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, the Saints will have to surrender draft capital, uh, and then, of course, get ready for a big, fat contract. If is that the case, uh, will they be able to do them? So likely the likelihood of something like that happening, 
I don't see that happening. But for Derek Carr, they've shown a vested interest in Derek Carr. They're going to make sure the money is there for Derek Carr, and they're going to do everything they can to woo him to New Orleans Saints. I don't think the Saints, uh, if they do miss out on Carr, it won't because it won't be because they didn't try to give him whatever they felt that he needed or he wanted. It would be rather because Carr seemed a better fit somewhere else. So we'll see how that goes. And March the fifteenth, we got roughly a couple of weeks. Uh, to go on the car saga before it comes to an, uh, to a end. And we'll find out whether or not Carr is the guy right before free agency opens up. So will the Saints have a, another starting quarterback at the helm? Speaking of our uh, quarterback or ex-quarterback, Jameis Winston still preparing for the possibility of staying with the Saints in 2023. Is there a possibility? Is there a scenario when where Jameis Winston and if the Saints procure or, or sign a car to the team, is there a, a possibility that Jameis competes with Carr and stays on the team? I say absolutely not. I say absolutely not. You're not going to pay Carr north of 35 million or whatever it is that he's commanding to compete with somebody. When he comes to the Saints, it would be simply because the Saints have promised him the quarterbacking job. You, you will have none of this type of stuff here that in the third. And if the Saints do reach into free agency to sign a backup, more than likely it'll be Andy Dalton. That'll be the guy. And if they're smart, they'll draft the quarterback in the draft high. Maybe not with the first round pick, maybe with the second round pick. Maybe a couple of these quarterbacks drop according to the combine. Some of the pro bowl days, uh, pro days. It happens. So would that happen? Uh, we'll see in line in time. But Jameis Winston, the possibility of him remaining the Saints in 2023. Let's go over this article right here. Winston isn't making plans for a future outside of New Orleans just yet. Injuries derailed his season and he suffered that fractured vertebrae that caused him to be inactive for two weeks. Even after he healed up, he never returned to the field. He was benched in favor of Andy Dalton, relegated to backup duties. But despite his current position, Winston is not counting himself out. He says, technically, technically, I'm not a free agent just yet. I have one more year under contract. This is what he told the guys at the HBC Legacy Bowl. My main thing right now is making sure I just stay healthy and be ready to play. That's the only thing that's on my mind. I've got to be ready to play because when the, when given an opportunity, I look forward to taking advantage of it. Now, Winston's entering the second year of a two-year contract with the Saints, so if all else stays uh, it stays as it is. He'll be on the roster for at least one more year, but New Orleans could release him after the new league, new league year begins with a post June 1st designation, saving the saints having to pay his nine guaranteed portion of his salary, which is almost 13 million. If they don't see him being a part of the QB equation in 23, this would be the smart move as it would wind up freeing up some capital 14, $13 million is a lot of money. You don't think the saints are looking to kind of get that going and, and of course, I don't think they released Jameis Winston until after they procured Derek Carr. So that's what we're looking at here. I don't think Jameis stays on this team. And I'm going to just keep it honest with you. It'll benefit the Saints to get $13 million by designating him as a June 1st, uh, post June 1st cut. And, uh, you know, and that's a part of it. So I don't see a scenario where you see Carr and Jameis on this team at the same time. I just don't see that. You know, the Saints definitely need the $13 million from Jameis's contract, you know, to add to whatever the team's going into the future. So, no, 
If Carr is the quarterback and Dennis Allen is definitely going after him and they sign him, Jameis Winston will be released. He would be designated as such. So I don't see that happening. The only way Jameis stays in my estimation is if they miss out on Carr, they miss out on the second guy, whoever that may be. And Jameis would probably be the best bet to stay there on the team until that time. But I think they're headed for a split eventually. And I think Jameis is just taking more of an, uh, a, uh, a a positive approach to it. And he's right. He still is the quarterback on this team until the Saints decide otherwise. But possibly complicating the situation, the Saints QB room is currently in limbo with no indication yet of who could be the starter for next season. Dalton is a free agent. And the only other QB option is Taysom Hill, though the Swiss Army knife tight end didn't start a game at quarterback of the uh, last year. So Saints did host Derek Carr on a visit, er, visit early this month. And uh, after the release, no guarantee no one's will be f- his final landing spot, which, which he rebuked the trade that the Saints had that they were going to give the Raiders. He decided not to give them any compensation to hit for agency with no, cl- no clear option at the quarterback get the Saints moving forward. And there's a chance they could decide on keeping Winston for the time being. And I, I think that is definitely the case, keeping them until the time being, they will not relinquish or let Jameis Winston go until after they procured the services of one Derek Carr. As soon as Derek Carr is is signed and officially signed and sealed, not too long thereafter, Jameis Winston will be released and the Saints will try to get that $13 million from Jameis so they can add to building uh, uh, offense around him and adding some more pieces to the Saints puzzles, both offense and defensive. All right, so let's move on to the next article right here. And this is coming from The Wire. It's Tanu Passio's agent announces contract extension with the Saints. This is from The Wire. And uh, he signs back. This is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I ain't going to say it's a surprise for me. I mean, this is a good cheat deal for Tanu Passio. He has dual, dual ability, even though the Saints see him uh, as the at the inside. I, I mean, on the outside, on the edges. Could this guy be the guy that rep- uh, kind of act as the replacement option for a Davenport or simply just a, a key reserve that the Saints could use. Uh, perhaps uh, Saints finally realize maybe they can do uh, well at uh, moving Passio inside every nine again to kind of help out with the interior defensive line positions. I don't see Passio as a, a competent or not a competent, but a consistent pass rushing threat outside on a defensive line to compliment camp. So, you know, the saints made a move and sign him. And we talked about them getting a veteran to help out in the pass rush area. This could be a situation where the saints uh, are going to use a defensive end by uh, committee. Marcus Davenport is a free agent. And you're also dealing with David on your on the inside It's passing. you simply an option, uh, a reserve option there to kind of be a, I guess a depth piece for what could be a Peyton Turner and Carl Granderson situation at the end. Could that be the case? Uh, time will tell. There's New Orleans Saints have signed defensive tackle or defensive lineman to new Passio to a contract extension, according to his, his representative. Now Passio's agent did not discuss the terms of the agreement. Now they did come out via, I think it came out um, um, to 6 million or something like that. That was according to, um, Ian Rappaport, I think Rappaport dropped that there. So he's been a good player in a rotation along the line there for a while. And the Saints, he's done a positive step. Let me see if I can locate that. Give me a second, fam. Let me see if I can find uh, that tweet right there by Ian Rappaport. Because Rappaport, 
did release the numbers on to new passengers contract. Let me see if I can find that and put that in the chat for the family members so they can see uh, that. So give me just a second. Let me see if I can find. Yeah. Hey, yes. I think his contract is there. Hold on. Just give me a second. Uh, he tweeted it not too long ago. So, and we covered this, we played what he's saying about car already, but, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see the Saints just kind of add in depth there as well. And here it is right here. It's a two-year deal worth $6 million That includes two point five fully guaranteed. Uh, and he had a couple of sacks for the Saints. So this is from Ian Rappaport on what the contract looked like for Tanu Passio. So some depth there. Uh, a sturdy veteran for the Saints to try to get something going along with Peyton Turner. Does Peyton Turner get an opportunity to compete there? Carl Granderson is also there. Now you got Tanu Passio. Do the Saints add some help through the draft? Only time will tell. I, it's another restructuring on par, and this is there'll be more coming. Saints restructured Tyron Matthews contract to create uh four point six point four point six million in cap space. And this is uh something they talk about. Tom Pelissero was the one that talked about the Saints restructuring Tyron Matthews contract, clearing four point six plus million in t- the twenty twenty three salary cap space as they continue to kind of hammer away things. So they chip away another negative cap charge. Saints have restructured Tyron Matthews deal to save that money. Saints now sitting north of thirty million over a cap. This also means we can expect to see Tyron Matthews play out his entire three year deal with the team after moving money further down the road. The Saints only restructured players they see as a part of the roster for the future. Future moves that we can uh, we can expect to see the Saints releasing Jameis Winston, restructuring or releasing Andrews Pete. Figure out what they can do with Michael Thomas. The Saints will also have little restructures. Uh, like Matthews to help to get the cap in the green Saints once again are almost cap compliant. They haven't had to cut anyone just yet. And a couple more now they have a couple other people that the Saints will be kind of getting close to. Andrews Pete is a guy that we're looking at. Jameis Winston most certainly will be released. Andrews Pete, I believe, will be released. Um, I think to new uh, Davin, I mean uh, uh, David Onyemata will be resigned in my opinion. The Saints have three guys they're looking at resigning. Caden Ellis, uh, Ju- uh, Juwan Johnson, which is restricted. Hopefully they can resign Caden Ellis and um, uh, uh, David Onyemata, get him done as well. So that's just a few of them. So the Saints still got some work to do chipping away. All right, on to the next one. Reggie Bush uh, asked Lamar Jackson, why not sign with New Orleans? And that's Reggie Bush out there doing his due diligence. As you can see, Reggie Bush's Twitter. Come on, LJ, we got you. And he got the guy with the graphic representation of Lamar Jackson. Let me tell you something. That looks really good to see him in black and gold, man. That's what he was originally supposed to be in. Uh, had the new, had Sean Payton. That's right. Sean Payton drafted Lamar Jackson as opposed to Marcus Davenport. This is what he would have looked like. We wouldn't have had the issue of talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, we need a quarterback. We would have had him here uh, working on this deal. And I think we would have, this would have been a, a lot of, uh, matter of fact, I, I would say if, if Sean Payton did draft Lamar Jackson, it would have changed the outlook of the saints because he would have sat behind Drew Brees for a couple of years. And when Drew Brees got hurt that time, Lamar Jackson could have moved in and then ultimately would have hastened Drew's uh, uh, him retiring. He wouldn't have stayed on those extra three years uh, on the back end of his career if Lamar Jackson was waiting in the wings. It would have hastened Drew off into retirement or at least he would have went on somewhere else. And Lamar Jackson's 
reign would have started and Sean Payton would have went. It, it changes everything. Sean Payton would have went anywhere. You got Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. He wouldn't have, he would still be here. It changes the trajectory of the entire franchise. Had the Saints made one choice or made one better choice in drafting a quarterback over picking up Marcus Davenport out of UTSA. So it'll be good to see Reggie Bush embrace the ABC philosophy. Always, always be crudent. And the fan favorite from New Orleans is asked questions and that's on their mind. Why not sign Lamar Jackson? Why not sign with the Saints? If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And of course, we know that uh, it's not impossible, but improbable, I think, that the Saints would do that unless they miss out on Carr. Could the Saints swing for, swing for the fences and go for Lamar Jackson? Remember what they did with uh, last year with Deshaun Watson. Could that be a similar stratagem? I don't think they miss out on Carr unless Carr says, no, nah, I want to go uh, to one of these other teams. And, that's, and and perhaps they jump in the race, but they still have so much to do in terms of draft capital and freeing up even more money to try to set up a play where they go for Lamar Jackson. So it's going to be that that's not improbable, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's impossible, but more improbable. Than that, so the land Lamar Lamar's got to have a reason to come to the Saints. What's the drawing card for Lamar Jackson to come to New Orleans? At one point, it might have been Sean Payton. It could have been Sean Payton. I mean, really, it truly could have been. But at the same time, um, what's the drawing card to play for Dennis Allen to come here and and, and work underneath uh, Pete Carmichael? What's the drawing card to get him here? The Saints are not the same as they were when Sean Payton was heading the things. They were a juggernaut. And there's less confidence in the Saints because Dennis Allen sits on top of the team. He's not a person that people want to run to play for. Look at Derek Carr. Carr was drafted by Dennis Allen. And if he wanted to be with him so much, you know, he would probably end up doing his thing. But we'll see how it all shakes on that front. But the Lamar Jackson thing, I knew this thing would come back and bite us in the rear when we drafted Davenport over him and it was only a matter of time. Now everybody wants to rewrite history and bring Lamar Jackson onto the team. It'll be interesting to see. I would really love to see Lamar Lamar Jackson in the black and gold. He looks really good in this uh, graphic here. But at the end of the day, I don't think Lamar's destination is, is New Orleans, unfortunately. So anyway, let's keep it moving. NFL team reportedly proposes making roughing the passer penalties reviewable. How do you guys feel like feel about that? Roughing the passer penalties has become a major part of controversy in the NFL in recent years. It certainly has. 
At least one team is hoping to add some more accountability to the situation. Now they come up with all these rule changes, all of these damn rule changes. But at the end of the day, they all, you can give them a million uh, camera views and you can give them time to stop the game, look at plays and they'll still rule. I've seen countless times where they'll have an opportunity to see the play from several different vantage points and still get it wrong purposefully. It's like a lot of these plays, they just get it wrong. So what, you know, it's just what, what's the point of making roughing the passer uh, reviewable? You know, it's, you know, they'll still do the same thing they've been doing. So according to Judy Batista of NFL.com, the team has proposed making roughing the passer penalties reviewable with the NFL competition committee said to discuss the matter further on this past Monday. So um, Mark Mask of Washington Post reported that the team is in question was the Rams. Such a measure faces long hours. However, per the report, the early indication is a little appetite in the room for making it reviewable because they don't want to slow the game down. They don't want to slow the game down. They want to keep the game going and flowing. And that's a part of why some of these calls, like you can't make everything reviewable because they don't want to say, okay, you made rough in the past or reviewable. Why not make this reviewable or that reviewable? And then it opens up sort of a Pandora's box in their minds. Such a measure faces those long guys. So the, the committee reportedly already reviewed 80 rough in the past of penalties and only found three that deemed potentially questionable calls. Now, I know I've seen more than just three. If you review all of the penalties, you, they had more than three. And see, that's what I'm saying. They, you, even they look at it and, and underscore it. Part of the ongoing debate is sling versus slam on the hits of the quarterback, with Batista noting that the slam is problematic when a defender picks up the QB in midair and slams him on the ground. Slinging is more considered a natural. Uh, slinging is more of a, a considered a natural progression. Batista, Batista added that the competition committee won't approve making roughing the passer penalties reviewable, but noted that the proposal will still go in front of owners for the league meeting in March, and I guarantee you to be shot down. The committee reportedly spent 90 minutes in general discussion officiating a major topic trying to foster more consistency between different crews. They always do this every year and it doesn't change anything. The calls get worse and worse and worse because the officials get most of the blame as the part-time people that they are in this league. They get the blame for it. When it's the rules, the rules are gray. They are in gray area, too much gray area there, too much inconsistency in these calls, not enough penalties to referees to make them get fired or lose their jobs or take pay cuts. None of that is in there. So if you're really serious about fixing the problems with referees, start penalizing them like you penalize the players or the owners if they step out of line. Why are the NFL referees that really truly impact games? Why aren't they penalized? Like what happened with the referee getting his autograph from Mike Evans that time for the New Orleans Saints. Then he lies and says he was talking about golf. Why wouldn't the referees penalize for that? You see? Just a question. Why would they penalize for that? Because, you know, it's just bull crap. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance to win in the NFL, says Vincent, Troy Vincent. In other words, elite quarterback play draws uh, intrigue and intrigue draws ratings. So don't expect the league to soften its stance on protecting quarterbacks or put officials interpreting those rules under additional scrutiny by subjecting their calls to replay review anytime soon, which is basically giving you a warning to tell you that, hey, man, uh, what you see out on there, just expect more of it. And then, of course, they're going to pass it off like a lot of the bad calls are just, you know, the errors and calls are just error, human error. 
In actuality, some of those calls are human error, and a lot of those calls are not human error. A lot of those bad calls benefit the line. The NFL will never admit to that. Only people who know what they're looking at understands that the manipulation of these professional football games happen through the referees. That's how they manipulate the games. The only way to take the referee out of the game is if team A blows out team B and, and that literally removes the referee. So the games, are, you have the games where the, the score is within seven or ten points of each other. And then they can, they all out, they operate and start throwing all these flags to, and all these calls start happening to kind of mess with the game. But when you blow teams out, that removes the dirty referee play. That's how the New Orleans Saints were able to win so many games under Sean Payton because he knew to run up the score to keep that away from the referees, keep it out of their hands. All right, let's look at the final here, uh, family. Let's go over this as well. As we talk about the Saints salary cap situation, still a lot of salary to read. Uh, structure. Of course, you got stuff like, and you can see this list right here. They got Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Andrews Pete, Elvin Kamara, Jameis Winston is there, Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas. So if you want to say Demario Davis even too. So if you're looking at San Q, who's next on the list for restructuring? I'm giving them to you right now. Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Andrews Pete and Jameis Winston is on the list. These could be potential uh, releases straight up. I think I know Jameis is a release situation uh, happening as soon as they get Derek Carr under contract and, and guaranteed Jameis is going to be putting the street for the $13 million that he'll get the Saints back. Andrews Pete, I think to Andrews Pete's time here is, is, is willing and down big time. I think this is the year where you might get Andrews Pete. He might get cut. There's also Alvin Kamara on that. He can work his money down. Taysom Hill, they're going to see about working him. Mike Thomas is another guy. People are looking at getting cut. And of course, Demario Davis is another guy. That's also on this list. So the Saints still have those players to be able to whittle money out of to get to the cap. And as you can see right here, according to Sport Track, it's showing you that the Saints are just under $30 million, just under, you know, in the red by $30 million. Now, over the cap, as it's situated at just over $30 million. So they're right around the same uh, time frame, both of them around $30 million. The Saints need more to kind of cut on down more and I gave you the list of the next few people that you could possibly see that'll be a part of that cut so let's recap the show right here Derek Carr rumors we read about him being at the NFL combine he'll meet with several teams and it also provides us a time frame in which Carr will the car sweepstakes will end March the 15th he wants to be done before free agency starts which is a good thing uh, for him to be there and talking to all these different clubs that could be possibly looking for a veteran leadership Carr could be a guy that uh, could, this is a good stratagem for him to meet with teams all at one central location. So not a bad philosophy by Carr to go and do this and we'll see. And so, like I said, the next two weeks inside the next two weeks, we'll figure out where Carr goes. And if the saints is his uh, interest or if his that's his landing spot. We also talked about Jameis Winston preparing for the possibility of staying with New Orleans. The only way, in my humble opinion, that this does occur if the Saints miss out on Carr and their second best option and decide to, hey, let's just keep Jameis for a year and and run it back. Uh, very unlikely scenario because I think uh, Dennis Allen already showed Jameis that he doesn't want him as his starting quarterback. He didn't want him last year. They settled for him when they missed out on Deshaun Watson. I think everybody feels the same way. 
Jameis Winston, they didn't even want to see what he had when they could have had a chance to play them against the Carolina Panthers in the season finale. They put Andy Dalton in there and kept Jameis on the bench well after he was off the injury report once he came back to football. So that showed me everything you needed to know. The verbiage that you heard with Jeff Ireland and them coming out, how they were talking, and then the aggressive movements by the Saints to go after Carr as aggressive and, aggressive and as ferociously as they did the only team trying to actually pull off a trade with the Raiders to get Carr to the team in which he was able to nix the deal. So they're definitely desperately trying to make a move to kind of uh, hitch that quarterback. And we know Jameis is not the guy and expect Jameis to be cut right after they secure the services of one Derek Carr. So you're looking at right around the start of free agency, Jameis is probably going to get released. So we got some time frames on that. So anyway, and this is the uh, to new passing, yo extends out with the saints. He gets his new contract Ian Rappaport reports that it's a two year deal worth $6 million with 2.5 of it guaranteed as to new passing, yo comes back to the black and gold on two years. And does he, is he does passing, yo, Project as a starting defensive end or simply a reserve option uh, while you have guys like Peyton Turner and Carl Grandison fighting for it. So what do you guys think there? Does two new passing you excite you as the opposite end? Also, the restructuring of Tyron Matthews contract to free up four point, almost four point seven million dollars in uh, cap savings for the black and gold on this move. And they got more. We talked about. Uh, Reggie Bush trying to push Lamar Jackson to the Saints. I would love to see that. That'll kind of rewrite and fix things from a historical standpoint when the Saints decided to not draft him and draft Davenport. Thanks a lot, Peyton. But at the end of the day, if this happens this way, this will be fantastic. It's just a very, in my opinion, it's a long shot, a long shot for Lamar Jackson to land up here. We also talked about the NFL reportedly proposing making roughing the passer penalty reviewable. You heard basically uh, Troy Vincent, who's the assistant there, basically say uh, the assistant rules guy there, basically saying that, uh, you know, don't, you know, this will be shot down because it opens up in their opinion, Pandora's box. And they have to have a certain amount. The rules are written and they operate with a lot of gray area, to be honest with you. And they like that. They like operating in the gray area. What's a catch? What's not a catch? What's a sack? What's not a sack? Everything has gray area to it. And that's where they were able to allow them to the referees to play within that gray area and make calls that manipulate games in the favor of the line, whatever Vegas has. And that's the reality that you got to look at this stuff because all of these betting apps, this was one of this was the worst year I've ever seen with NFL officiating is doing the same thing in the NBA it's just ugly, dirty, corrupt, rotten, underhanded officiating uh, that you see. And it's just terrible, man. It's absolutely horrible. And of course, the salary cap situation for the Saints, they still they're 30 million dollars in the red, according to both Sportrack and over the cap. So with that being said, fam, that's going to be the stream. I like to thank you guys. Shout out to all you guys in the chat. Appreciate you being here. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button. As we will return now, later on today, we'll be on our Patreon special. If you want to join us on our Patreon special, please feel free to look in the description section or simply put in www.patreon.com forward slash the pro media network to join that way. Or you can simply hit the join button on YouTube to join the stream so you can be able to see our on well, our uh, on cue with big Q show for through Patreon. You got to join there. 
R-I-T-S-C-Q&A live show, Saints show on Tuesdays. If you want to do that, that'll help out and help build the platform. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys for chiming in this one. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your day and I'll holler at you a little later. Peace and who that? And I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living, I'm a who that lose all winning, I'm a who that Sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. Where we do that, 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 huh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that I'm a who that sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Network. That's right, the who that daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, who that daily.com is your site. The who that daily.com for the sport who that in all of us. Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding.
Face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the pro shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.